0: Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
1: I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team wanna lol If they loud, I'm quiet as a mouse But if they won, keep tab I'ma do the dab, yeah Dr. Ville, yeah. he know what he be talking yeah. talkin about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talkin yeah. talkin about, bout They compress the yeah. analytic data with the hip hop yeah. If you know them like I know them, they gon' them. tell you if your team, yeah. if they wanna lol so listen to so professor,
2: professor, yes sir, yes and sir. And pay attention, because he gonna teach a lesson, lesson. This is Dr. Bills inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. As you see, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop are not here. So we got the Sunday crew uh, with the sports wrap. That's Brian and AD to hold down those spots. And, you know, you see AD drew quite regular as we promoted him to assistant professor on the tenure track. Brian Forford has been in the building, and he is a professor adjunct is what we call him. We're trying to step him up, uh, get him into clinical professor where he's a regular, but you know, uh, he, he got to go through the grind. He got to make sure he uh did his correct <laughs> preparation. You know what I'm saying? We got to make sure that he's schooled and ready to deliver to the lab listeners. Uh, But I think he's there. I think he's there, and it's good to have him with that being said, welcome to episode 408 inside the HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast that is covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports for institutions large and small from the NEIA to the NCAA. <clears throat> we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavildes, SDR. K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A So follow me on Facebook and Twitter as well as Instagram along with my co-host Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and today as I said it's Brian Fulford and A.D. Drew. We're filming from our home studios in Signal, Signal Live to 12 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer. That is Mr. Ralph Cooper, multi-hall of fame, I should say, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. As you see, I'm shooting from my home studios. You all see that traditionally on the Sunday mornings and it's quickly approaching where it's appropriate that we bring them back. But today is the holiday. So for those that uh, do celebrate July 4th, happy July 4th for you. Hopefully for more of y'all, you least are getting the day off, which certainly is dynamic in regards to what that looks like. With that being said, let me get to these fine gentlemen over here. Brian Fulford, Professor Fulford, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing well, Doc. It's good, good, good to be here with you. Uh, woke me up out of my uh, my afternoon nap, my, my coma on the couch. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to be awake. Good to be awake. Good to be on with you.
2: No doubt about it. With that being said, A.D. Drew, Looks like you on the road or someone not at home because I see you got one of them boys in the background. You know Mike would get all excited about it. I don't know <laughs> what the boy represents, but you need to be more careful in terms of uh-huh. what you represent.
3: He didn't even see that up there, Doc. He didn't even know that was up there.
2: <laughs> he don't think you, me right
3: there. you can't touch it either. Yeah,
4: hey, I, you know, I, I refuse to touch it. I am at one of my uh, college buddies' house in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, celebrate the holiday with him, but while everyone else is here celebrating Independence Day, there's about three or four of us who uh, have ties to Tuskegee. So we are having our Founders Day cookout in the midst of their Independence Day cookout, Dr. Kabir.
2: I like that. Good and congratulations, certainly. Happy Founders Day to Tuskegee, yourself. As- Alumni and all the others out there, what is the boy back there for all those that are curious? These viewers out here, just tell them what's on there so they'll know some people represent somebody. Alpha Phi Omega, is that what that
4: is? That is a 5 Q, Alpha Phi Omega. Uh, yeah, 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 but 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 part of, he was uh. You know, he 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 was big in a fraternity when he was in college, and even
2: though I did not
4: join this fraternity, that's still on suffer for being my boy, you know what I'm saying? And, oh, you know, no doubt. I
2: just want to make sure I give the appropriate love uh to your buddy out there and all yeah. these You know, we share This is the HBCU sport culture, as you know, we say it, the sporting HBCU diaspora. So it includes fraternities and marching band marching sporters, as we like to call it sorority so you know we give love good love just like i got you know we're excited about the football season but i put on a little basketball love out there got texas southern norfolk state at the bottom here uh we got ant aggies north carolina ant aggies in hampton so i thought i'd do it a little differently today and represent basketball as it'll be upon us pretty quickly uh as many could imagine as well with that being said Today's episode of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. THG Agency that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Let me go back to you, Brian. Uh, as we just talked with Professor Drew, Brian, what's the HBCU sporting news of the day that that's on your mind?
3: Well, Doc, I'm I'm actually I'm thinking ahead here uh, as this upcoming weekend we have the um, the HBCU Swingman classic coming yeah, up and yeah. that's gonna be the uh, kickoff to the uh, MLB all-star weekend uh, this Friday, July 7th at T-mobile Park 7:30 Pacific time, which is 10:30 on the Eastern time. so we're gonna have to stay up late. To kind of watch these young brothers out there, but it's a great opportunity here as uh, King Griffey Jr. Uh, in in sort of his home city of Seattle, uh, where he was drafted and where he first made a big name for himself. That um, you know they are going to be hosting that game, and he was a major influence uh, in in this event happening. And so uh, it's it's a great opportunity in conjunction with the MLB development. Program, um, I think it's 50 Division One HBCU baseball players are going to get an opportunity to showcase their skills at at, at you know in, in the ballpark at a high level in front of major league scouts, and so the dream for many of these guys will get an opportunity to to continue, and I, and I think that's what uh, is what's so cool. I, I just hope I can find a way to stay stay awake for it.
2: No doubt about it, <laughs> like you said, I have to. Make sure I stay up a little bit and uh go in there and get me some snacks to make sure I get up for it because I gotta see it. You're right. But it's gonna be a little late. We hours of the mm-hmm. evening for us here in the central, especially for you in the eastern time zone. Oh yeah. With that yeah. being said, let me go to AD Drew and see what he wants to talk about in terms of HBC HBCU sporting world.
4: Uh not sure how my audio is. I will uh you good a little choppy. So So if I'm I'm not good, please let me know. Uh, Thank you, Doc. Uh, If you don't mind, Doc, can I go off the beaten path for for just a moment? I don't even want to talk about HBCU news. I don't want to go go political. I just got to ask this question, Doc. Barbecue or cookout? (laughs) Which one do you go to and what's the definition? We all get together on holidays like this. Is it a cookout or is it a barbecue? I'm at a cookout. I don't know about nobody else, but I am officially at a cookout. You know, for me, a cookout is when you have board and family and friends gathering in a place. You've got activity inside, activity outside, and you don't know half the people there. That's a cookout. When you know everybody who's there, it's a, bar- it's a barbecue. And when you got one kind of music outside, as we had, you know, we had the old school, we had the blues and Southern Soul outside versus uh inside where you've got the younger generation, the hip hop, the R&B, and everything else, you know, that's officially a cookout. And last but not least, Doc, I, I need to know, when you take your plate home, are you one of the people who get the leftover ten, and put your food in the leftover ten? Or you one of the people who get one plate, fill up the one plate, put another plate on, on top of the other plate, and take it to the car? <laughs> or are you one of the people who come with your own clam shit? Those are my questions. You know, let's let's. It's not a whole lot of news out there. Let's get some of these
2: life questions out the way. I'm gonna start at the end. I've got to the point where I bring my <laughs> own my own Tupperware to take home. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't wanna bring all these plates. oh
4: you go to Tupperware, course, you, don't you don't even work. go to shell. you just get Tupperware,
2: yeah, I'll do the plate, but yeah, I, I bring my own Tupperware. you because know? where I'm going it's it's gonna be friends, so what we call it is a party. I don't know what, you know, we're in Texas, we just call it a party, but as long as you don't call it a picnic, I'm fine with you. You can go in either one of those directions uh more often, as we say in Texas, you have people that have come in, so they're probably gonna call it more a barbecue then a cookout, but I'm good with either or in the direction is, again, as long as you don't use picnic, uh, but at the end of the day, essentially for the people I work deal with in my age group, we just call it simply, if you will, we just call it a party. We're going to have a party because it's going to last all day, all night until folks you're tired and go home <laughs> and tear stuff up. But I like your <laughs> point. But on the baseball part of that, as you said, uh, Brian, I do want to add in that baseball players made some made, uh the Team USA national collegiate roster. Uh, to your point, North Carolina a right-handed pitcher Xavier Meecham and three other HBCU players will represent America this summer in what could be a summer to remember. He and two other eight other black college baseball players were named to the USA team, uh, which was pretty cool. It's a dream come true, quoted Meecham was saying. It's very exciting to play for your country. It's very exciting to represent African-American baseball players um, uh, with that going on. In terms of some of the other players, uh, you have Southern, Nicholas Wilson, an Alabama State pitcher, Omar Melendez. uh, The USA-Chinese Taipei International Friendship Series will start Friday, end of July 4th, on July 4th, which games at the National Training Complex in Durham Bulls Athletic Park in Durham atrium health Paul park and canada that was uh Segria segra i should say stadium in fayetteville as well so pretty cool there uh to get a uh information there i did like the fact that y'all said before we go to this uh break i did like on your show for those that didn't go catch it make sure you go check sports Wrap from brian and ad i like the way that y'all broke down um we didn't have the major news we've had the last couple of years uh where folks were making an announcement before july that they would be moving to another conference uh, the previous July. So We didn't have that type of news, but you did have the deadline where teams were welcomed in to their new conference that they announced a year or two ago, depending on who they were. Uh, obviously, a lot of folks were familiar with A&T uh, getting fully into Colonial in terms of their football program going in. They went the other sports uh, for that. Um, you talk about uh, Stillman. Uh, um, excuse me, Talladega, you mentioned in fact that they're starting their uh, foray from the NAIA component. Uh, so that's fascinating. But the one that I got most excited about, I must admit in a lot of ways there, is the University of the Virgin Islands moving into the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. Um, and so now I have a reason to make sure I get back to the Virgin Islands and work with those professors over there uh, as well as the coaches because I don't want to just interview folks. I know we have the ability to now stream them in, but I think some of these interviews we need to have with coaches and ADs needs to be in person. Live, exactly. So, yeah, it needs to be live, it needs to be in person, so now I have to figure out my schedule to make sure we can do that. So just I, I thought that was a big deal, so I wanted to make sure that I gave y'all kudos for reminding me that that needs to be Uh, One of the things I'm looking at with that, let's get into our first break. We'll come back on the other side. As I promised from last week, uh, it's going to be really special. We're going down from uh, 14 to 8. Remember, we did the top 21 mid-major and major division. We'll start with the major division in the second segment. We'll go to major division in the third segment. But last week we did 21 through 15. This week we're going 14 through 8. And it'll be fascinating because now we get to check with Brian and A.D., to see their thoughts versus last week, it was Mike and Charles. So stick with us. will be right back after this first break.
3: Itchy, squirmy,
0: scratchy, family, not getting clean. Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get him. It just cleans better with a diamond weave texture. Your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin?
2: At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit THamptonLaw.com
1: to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire,
2: 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336 Apopka, Florida, 407.
1: 4941471thamptonlaw.com nope nope Want him ooh i like him
0: no! quick the
3: quicker picker upper Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent,
4: so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
3: From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars visit our website, www.SlowBurnWaco.com. That's www.SlowBurnWaco.com.
0: Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
1: Compress the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot left,
2: yeah.
1: so listen to Professor uh, Yesa yes, and sir. pay attention because he gonna teach a lesson. Yes.
2: This is Dr. Ville's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. But we have in the studio joining me today because both those young men are on assignment. So we have none other than Brian Fulford and A.D. Drew of Sports Rap joining me today. So we're going to get into it, get a chance to break down uh, the polls ranking. So I'm excited to get in here and talk a little bit about and see what's going on and get your thoughts on my rankings as we continue to move forward with that, let me get in here with the top fifteen. If you would, Brian, go ahead and to bring them up. We're let let me ask. Can I ask a question, Doc? And this is because oh, I huh?
3: noticed the, these are your top twenty-one. What institute? Now, I noticed it's top twenty-one in both divisions, and I may have missed this. What was the? What was the? Uh, what, what what inspired twenty-one? Why the number
2: twenty-one? Well, you know, one thing that I always like to do is I, when everybody's taking rights, I like to go left. Um, so that was the first part of it. Let's do something different because uh, mm-hmm. people have started releasing their polls. Um, I remember being one of the first ones that had the polls out there. And that's not to say that I'm special or more important to everybody because I think everybody um, should have the ability to create content and give their perspective of their top 25. Uh, But one of the things that I pride myself in is in innovation, strategic planning. So I'm like, all right, now we got all these other folks doing this. How do I move around and change it up? So it was pretty simple when I was debating. I was like, okay, do I do 15? Do I do 20? And obviously you get to 20. uh, FCS, 21 is all of them. Um, And then I was like, obviously it's about 26 when you start doing Division II NIA. So I was like, let's just do 21 because we can make this a three-part series that breaks down real easy and simple. Um, And so that's essentially where it all came from in regards to deciding to do 21 over a three-week span to break down. And it also gave a lot more schools, uh, a lot more love, at least to start out the season before we get into the fact that we will break it down. So that was really the litmus test in terms of what that looks like. Obviously, the poll ranking is – Similar between what you all do, which is all just metrics and data where the computer does all the work with the strength of schedule and other matrix that you use in terms of head-to-head series and things of that nature, particularly when you get into the season. But there's also a voting component of this where some people got a chance to vote um, that um, watch the polls and set up their opinion. I will add that this was probably the most difficult year I had in regard to FCS. Um, just because there's so many different variables. Obviously, the transfer portal, we're just wrapping our head around that. NIL uh, is continuing to heat up and it's a different battle. Uh, But then you just had the natural um, uh, attrition that you have from seniors graduating, particularly at the quarterback skill positions. We're Mm -hmm. questioning what that looks like for most teams other than pretty much uh, the pretty, what most people would say, the obvious top two with FAMU and North Carolina Central. Everybody else kind of has the questions there. Obviously, the change of Jackson State, which is significant, Um, even though they feel a lot of Jackson fans are going to be in there, you still don't quite know what that looks like. New coach, new quarterback, different players. So I was like, it'll be interesting to go a little deeper to see what that breakdown is. Mid-majors, I think it's going to be the same test of characters at the top, but it's going to be fascinating with a couple of uh, new teams in there, had some changes of coaches that A.D. Drew, a. Drew made sure we were aware of in terms of what he does at SIC. Obviously, you got a new player in the business when you talk about CIAA uh, um, as we talk about those teams joining the conference. So it's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like all over, but that was pretty much what came together when we put this together. Uh, thanks for that question, Brian. A.D. Drew, you had a quick comment that you want to jump in there? Question.
4: No, I, I just want to say so. Twenty one had nothing to do with your last trip to Vegas and blackjack. That's what we just want to establish, it, right? <laughs>
2: that's correct. That's correct. I'm a math person. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with it after that. No, I think it's a fair <laughs> question because a lot of folks get into the gambling, and I think that's cool to connect the dots. I just wanted people to know that I'm more. I'm like you in regards to economics. I'm a math person on that side of it. Engineer. So I've never been able to really enjoy uh, the casinos, Uh, Mm -hmm. unlike my father and my brother and friends. I can't just get into it because I'm always thinking about the numbers that you're not supposed to win. And I don't believe you gamble like that. You gamble to have fun. You set aside what you can afford or whatever to lose. True. You create your formula up, down, whatever you do that. uh, And then you just have a good time. Obviously, you can be focused and trying to win a certain thing, but you go in there understanding that the odds are not for you, even if you have your formula and think that you can have something that is going to allow you to win more often. And then you all schematically do the bets and things, and it just fascinates me because I'm like, man, it's a different world to me. It's a different world. To me. So let's get into it. On want uh, heat up the segment too much. Let's get into, as we get number 14, if you would, unveil number 14 for everybody. Winston Salem State Rams, three and six last year in terms of overall, three and four in the conference play. have 102 points ranked. So they come in at 14 in regards to what it looks like. Here. Let's get into number 13 as they keep moving along. It's Edward Waters. Both of these teams is uh, one coming out of CIAA. Now we jump into the SIC. Edward Waters, as people remember, they played in their first year as they fully transitioned over from the NIA. The Division two, uh, five and six, three and four, 112 points. If you talk to their president down there, he said, look out, second year coach. They feel more comfortable about what they're going to do, and they think they should be in a race. It's a challenge for me, Drew, as you know. I'm always wanting to say east-west divisions, but that's no longer uh, what's going to take place for the SIC. just one standing. So it's fascinating to see what that looks like. Getting to number 12. With number twelve, we stay in the SIC. We go in the Lane Dragons, five and five, four and three. Previously of the uh, Western Division, uh, no longer as they were cataloging that way. Uh, they are one hundred thirteen points as they continue to move forward. Fascinating to see what that looks like as we climb up the charts. We get into the number eleven. What does it look like when we get in eleven? It's Savannah State Tigers, five and five, three and four. 132 points as we're just outside of the top 10, but we'll go all the way to number eight, Savannah State Tigers at the SIEC. Fascinating to see what goes on there. Let's get in to number 10. At number 10, Albany State goal Rams, 73-5-2, 138. It was interesting to see where they are. They've dominated the SIEs for a uh, couple of years, obviously took a step down. Uh, Benedict had that magical season, but they've also lost a coach. Uh, I know you all are familiar and probably will keep one eye over there with Albany State uh, Mm -hmm. with a familiar coach at the Hill, a famous rattler leading the charge there. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Uh, But they are in what would be uh, a normal top 10, but they're outside of that top seven, uh, which is critical this year since we're breaking this down from 21 to number one, bringing us to number nine. As we keep rolling, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, the first team in this ledger that comes outside of the CIAA and SIEC, is seven and four, six and two, 139 points. The Yellow Jackets are in the top 10. Bringing us to number eight, which will stop this week. We'll come back next week and give you your top seven uh, Virginia State Trojans, six and four, five and three, 140 points at number eight. Out of the CIAA, getting the Henry Frazier. That's Dr. Henry Frazier III. uh, Can he make that next step? We have him in the top 10, outside of the top seven. Fascinating to see what goes on here. Drew, I'm going to go to you first and get your thoughts on those top next seven. 14 through eight, before I go to you and your thoughts, again, that's Winston-Salem State Rams at fourteen. At number 13, we have the Edward Water Tigers. At number 12, Lane Dragons. At number 11, Savannah State Tigers. At number 10, you have Albany State Golden Rams. At number 9, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets. At number 8, Virginia State Trojans. Take it away, Drew. What are your thoughts?
4: Leave that up, Brian. Don't take that down because I need to uh, look at that uh, that graph right there. All right, let's start off at the bottom, Dr. Gaville. What's the Salem State? Everybody... It's been harping on Winston-Salem State. They just have not got it right since the twos have been on the calendar. That's it, you know, the year 2020. But Winston-Salem State, a proud program, program that was the winningest Division II HBCU in the 2010s, Dr. Gavir. A lot of people forget about that because they have been down for the last uh, three, four years. Uh, Moving up the list, the next two you have, hold on there, Ever Waters and Lane. I expect them to be approved. Now, mind you, when I talk about all these teams in the SIAC, I am saying this a little bit blindly because I have not studied the schedules to see what what their what I anticipate their conference record will be. Since we no longer have the East, the traditional East of the West schedule that we've had in the past but ever But
2: to, to that being said i think it's important a lot of times you're not able to really do that until the SIC media data or ciaa media day because they provide a lot more of that information and you just don't get that on their website and you don't have as many people out there putting that information out there so that's not abnormal to be able to kind of shoot from the hip when we're doing it this early i thought it was important to at least get that out there so i'm glad you shared that with everybody
4: plus the other big thing on the division two level you don't hear the big information about the signings that you ha- that you hear on the fcs level so yeah, a right. lot of times we won't go where these rosters sit who's coming back uh who who were the transfer who were the transfers and everything we know who graduated Well, we think we know who graduated because you still don't know exactly who has another year eligibility left because of COVID. But, uh, you know, we don't know where these rosters will be at usually until Media Day. But Ever Waters, just keep it by, they lost three games last year, essentially. Or the the last possession of the game is Ever Waters, where the the Heartbreak Kings. Uh, And I remember the. Two games I rip off the top were the uh, Florida Memorial and Clark Atlanta. Those just the two games that stick out to me that they lost on literally the last play of the game. So I expect Edward Waters to be much improved. Same thing with Lang. Savannah State. Don't know what, what we're gonna get with Savannah State. Albany State. Quinn Gray. I, I, I want my fellow Rattler to do good. Uh, but you know, any time you've got a new coach. The passing game was not the best last year. They were a strong running team, but the passing game was not the best. And you got uh, probably one of the best quarterbacks in BAC history. Let me make sure that everybody says that? When Quinn Gray played in February, he was one of the better quarterbacks in BAC history, leading that charge. So maybe too, but maybe expected too much too soon out of them. I expect West Virginia State to fall down. That about East Conference is just just tough. nothing more about that. That's a a tough conference to win in. Virginia State, can they get over the hurdle? Virginia State might be right where they need to be. Might wind up coming down a little bit. If I think anyone is going to move up out of that seven, uh, I think Edward Waters is going to be the team that's going to make the most significant jump in this seven.
2: Good stuff. Good stuff. With that being said, Brian, what are your thoughts on fourteen through eight?
3: Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna skip past Winston Salem State, uh, an underachieving team over the last couple of <laughs> years. Uh, they finally decided to to give the I'm calling they, you know,
2: Steven and oh. Tyler.
3: <laughs> Look, they'll, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. Hey, tell Chris Ferguson too. They know. Uh, they. they Hey, look, the Rams have had an interim coach. The only program that's had an interim coach in consecutive seasons, and they finally decided to give the man the job after underachieving seasons.
4: Wait, well, so, sa- s- Brian, say that correctly. The same interim coach in consecutive seasons. Make sure you
3: say it like that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yes, the same interim coach. So, I mean, I, look, God bless y'all over in uh, Winston-Salem State. But I think it's impressive, A, that, Winston- that Edward Waters is where they are, given what you just mentioned about their first year moving into division two, uh, they're, they're in the midst of right there along with some, some household names. I mean, Savannah state, Albany, uh, Winston Salem. I mean, so to see Edward waters there, and I do agree with drew that I'm looking for them to be higher up in this poll by about midseason. you know? So I, I think that's a, that's a good place for them uh, Lane was an underachieving team. I think Lane was the team that many people thought could compete for the SIC, uh, especially after they defeated Tennessee State. Uh, it just never happened for them. Um, you know, they have a – so I, I don't know. Lane, you talk about teams dropping. I, Lane might be that team to drop. Uh, Savannah State, I think it's pretty impressive that Savannah State was 5-5. Five and five. Last year, new coach who came in (laughs) on a short on a short uh, uh, time span, because I'm not mistaken, the coach actually became the coach sometime in April. So really, he only had like four months on the job before the season started. So it's pretty impressive that they even finished 500. The two teams that I will say will break into the top 10. I'm expecting Quinn Gray to get Albany State uh, passing game right. Albany State's got all the other tools. They usually recruit well. They've got guys on defense. Quinn Gray knows he's a good coach. Um, I expect that team to be a much improved passing team, which that may be a shock to a lot of people who are used to the, uh, the, the golden Rams in that division. And, And Drew, I know you don't think West Virginia state will hang around, but you just mentioned them being in a tough conference and look at what they did last year, six and two in that tough mountain East. That's pretty impressive. Now, those two losses are against two very, very, very good teams. Playoff teams. Yeah, playoff teams. So if they were able to find their way over the hump and get wins over one of those two teams, they could find themselves in the Division Two playoffs.
2: Ooh, nice, nice comments by both of y'all. Let me do this before we take our next break and we'll come back on the other side. We're going to look at again, 14 through 8 in regards to the major division. But 21 through 8. Let's rewind it and share with everybody what we started with last week. 21, Bluefield State, Big Blue. 20, Livingston Blue Bears. 19, Miles Golden Bears. Number 18, Central State Matadors. Number 17, Shaw Bears. Number 16, Clark Atlanta Panthers. Number 15, Kentucky State Thoroughbreds. Into what we... Unveiled today, number 14, Winston-Salem State Rams, and number 13, Everwater Tigers, and number 12, Lane Dragons, and number 11, Savannah State Tigers, and number 10, Albany State Golden Rams, at number 9, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, and number 8, Virginia State Trojans. That'll do it from 21 to 8. Stick with us next week as we unveil the top 7 where it really gets interesting to see if your team, if we haven't talked about it now, are they in that top seven? Uh, it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like as we get down to it. Stick with us, we we'll be right back after this last break. I have in me the ability to
4: make you a better you. So if you work hard, focus, stay on point, you can do anything, trust me. we we'll
0: made make this track. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. Remember the revival? Relive the remix. Reunite for the Orange Blossom Classic. HBCU reunion experience. It's year three, baby, and we back with that five. Calling all HBCU fans. Labor Day weekend. The I Love. Jackson State University takes on the venomous Florida A&M University tickets are on sale now watch the game in premium style seating or watch it from a luxury suite and of course you know the halftime show it's gonna be epic right here in the 305 the sonic boom of the south and the illustrious marching 100 who you rocking with the 2023 orange blossom classic don't miss the HBCU reunion experience. Labor Day weekend, Miami Gone, Florida, Hard Rock Stadium. Trust me, we'll see you there. Oh, oh, oh. Check out OrangeBlossomClassic.com for tickets and info.
1: Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to laugh. So
2: listen to, so to professor, professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay sir, attention, because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. They're out on assignment. We have Brian Forfoot in the building today. We're going to get into this major division, uh, as we also have an AD Drew, but he's been coming in and out, so we'll play that by ear and see what that looks like. But we get to debut the next seven. What was intriguing about this last week, Brian, is when we got into this. You know, we did 21 through 15. So I teased it out a little bit, and I asked Mike and Charles who he thought would be those teams that were some of the teams, you know, name one or two, that would be 14 through eight. And they named all of them. They said yeah. Tennessee State, Grambling. Uh, they said South Carolina, Texas Southern, Morgan State, because I told them, all right, do me one or two out of the meat, one or two out of the swag they chose different teams, but everyone they named were in 14 through eight, and they hadn't seen the entire poll rank, um, just what was uh revealed last week, 21 through 15. So now what's interesting, they had on assignment, so they don't get to see the order uh until later, but I did send it to them, but I'm fascinating to see what that looks like, because I might ask you that, who's in the top seven. I guess it gets a little easier now, because <laughs> you eliminated all these schools, so I don't know if that would be quite as fun as it was. Shout out to the lab listeners getting in here. But let's unveil it. Let's do 14 through 8. You've heard some of the teams, but let's see the orders and see what you think about. Starting in the major division, at number 14, those Tennessee State Tigers, 4-7, and 2-3 and in terms of what they did last year in terms of the conference schedule, 102 points. They're expecting to have a big year, but it's going to be fascinating. I'm obviously curious what they're going to do against Pine Bluff, Southern Heritage Classic, uh, as well as Mississippi, uh, Norfolk State for homecoming. It'll be fascinating to kind of see what that looks like. Can Mississippi Valley State get in there and do some things? We'll see what that looks like in terms of some of these key matchups. Moving on up at number 13 as we continue to move forward, we have Gramlin State Tigers, 3-8, and 2-6 and six last year. It's so another program that folks say they don't stay down long. They've been down for a little bit, and many people are saying, hey, it's their time to climb. We'll see what that looks like, 112 points. They were not ranked. They hadn't won the State Fair Classic in a while. So they've been struggling. And Prairie View folks, while they hadn't been able to get over the hump with maybe Southern or Alcorn, Gremlin has not been on their mind in terms of a problem, which for Gremlin people, that is a problem. With that being said, let's go to number 12. We have none other than another SWAC member, Alabama State Hornets, 6-5, and 4-4. Four and four. Obviously, they won the Magic City Classic last year, got a winning record, played Jackson State really close at home, uh, but there was still some question mark Quarterback left, uh, and, but they have to see what's going on, what they're going to do in terms of the team. They had probably one of the better defenses in the league last year under what most people thought. Can they come back, hold steady on defense and improve on offense? We'll see 113 points there at number 12. Bringing us to number 11, Prairie a and Panthers. They've been all over the place. Had a winning record, but closed and bombed at the end of the season when they had a chance to win the division. But they live with that. I've heard they worked out quite hard because they were quite disappointed. They want to get back to the championship game and get it done this year. Be fascinating. They're one of the few teams that people are not really talking about that does have a quarterback coming back. Now, a lot of that is because the quarterback seemed pretty much one-dimensional. He did a lot with his feet. He was inconsistent with his hands. But my understanding that he supposedly has taken the next step. They feel better with the offensive line. We'll see. I'm not sure, uh, but I'm anxiously awaiting to see what it looks like. Pretty tough schedule. Six and five, five and three, 132 points. But some people believe that Prayer View, is going to be one of the teams to watch. So we will see getting into that top 10 in terms of the top 10 team. We're going to come back. To those Bulldogs, South Carolina State Bulldogs, three and eight, one and four, 138 points. Similar to Prairie View. They have a quarterback coming back, but this is a quarterback that everybody would tell you that did not play last, well last year. A lot of people were calling for his name and things of that nature and were really concerned in terms of his play. We've learned since then that people didn't necessarily release, and a lot of that was because, obviously, uh, he had uh, tragic circumstances that happened within his family, and many people thought that that attributed to how well he did not play. So it'll be fascinating to see uh, Coach Pugh. There's another team that folks like Gramlin think that they don't stay down too long. Obviously, just two years ago, uh, they were on the top of the top in terms of winning everything, in a national championship, including winning the celebration, both three and eight, one and four, 138 points. Uh, but it'll be fascinating uh, because they're chasing between Howard and North Carolina Central for many people in regards to what it will take to get back to the top. Let's move forward and get into number nine, getting into more, a little more of that elusive territory. Texas Southern Tigers, five and six, four and four, 139 points. A lot of people are excited about the Tigers. They talk about the quarterback coming up, but there are some questions in terms of his injury last year. He has been out there practicing. Every indication I've talked to him directly, he's feeling good. Um, he's been throwing the ball around. So it'll be interesting to see, particularly when he takes that first hit, how does he play, and can the Tigers take that next step? With Prairie View losing the Valley last year, they had a huge lead on the road against Alabama AM. Uh, and it looked like they were going to play a championship game against Jackson State where they played Jackson State at home pretty solid for three quarters, and Jackson State pulled away like they did with many teams uh, the second part of that season. But they're 5-6, 4-4. and, six, four and four. They lost to Alabama A&M, so that went out the window, and Southern was the team that was rewarded as they won the Bayou Classic and won going in after a tough loss to Jackson State. 130.9 points at number nine. Getting us to our final team at number eight is none other than the Bears. That's Morgan State Bears, 4-7, and 2-3, 140 points. A lot of people are believing in these Bears, thinking they're going to take the next step. We'll see. Is it hype or is it hardware? We'll see if Morgan State Bears can take that next step. Let's look at the entire 14-8, through 8, and then we'll get your thoughts. I'm going to start with you, Brian, since I started with A.G. Drew. Tennessee State Tigers at number 14. Grambling State Tigers at 13. At number 12, Alabama State Hornets at number 11, Prairie a and Panthers. At number 10, South Carolina State Bulldogs. At number 9, Texas Southern Tigers. At number 8, Morgan State Bears. Brian, what do you think with 14 through 8 as we do our countdown from 21 to number 1? Okay, so... The beauty, the funny
3: thing, and the interesting thing always about preseason polls is your reputation, whether it's your reputation as a coach or your reputation as a program, will start you off in certain places that sometimes you really don't belong. I'm referring to Grambling, South Carolina State, and Morgan State. I mean, obviously, Morgan State, Coach Damon Wilson, there's there's the respect of what he has accomplished as a coach. So we know it's going to, we have, we have a 10 year window that he provided us at Bowie. So we know that eventually Morgan is going to be and get right. Is it this year? Tough to say, Um, but I think it's awfully (coughs) ambitious uh, to have them ranked at number eight. In my opinion, another team that, that is living off their reputation in South Carolina state three and eight last year. I mean, look, we know buddy Pew, we, we understand what South Carolina state is and going to be and what they usually are. Again, coming off a three and eight season. I don't know if South Carolina state has really added anybody. I mean, they've lost NFL talent from that team two years ago and even off of the team from last year. So, but we trust that, South Carolina State and Buddy Pugh is going to raise his kids up right, and they're going to be a pain in somebody's side. Who knows whether it be this year? So, and and then Grambling, I'm still trying to figure out if Coach Coach uh, uh, Hugh Jackson can he can he have a winning season as a head coach? He's 0 for three in three years as a head coach. He is 0 for three. So I'm I'm still waiting to see. Now that's not to take away from the man. The things he does, the things he says, the social media impact, the impact he has on young men. Great, 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 great. Game day coaching. Show me that he is what he is believed to be, is what I'm still waiting. And I think uh, that that is going to be, to me, of all these teams, the interesting story that I'm watching to see, is Coach Hugh Jackson going to be able to coach out of a paper bag and get Grambling above 500 because I think six wins would should be praised and celebrated by Grambling State. If they get six wins, hey, throw a party down Main Street or whatever the street is, any Robinson Highway or, or Boulevard, whatever it is in Grambling because that is achievement. If they get seven wins, add 500 Gs to his contract because I, that's what I'm waiting to see, whether Grambling can make it to a seven-win mark. That's just my thoughts, Doc. I could be wrong. We'll see. It's a long season.
2: Man, I thought Mike joined us. He <laughs> <laughs> just went in. Woo. Oh, man. You need a little more time so I can get your thoughts in terms of right. if you're saying 314 shouldn't be there, who you have in there. But with that being said, let me go to eighty Drew. If we have a little more time, we will come back and get your thoughts on that because you just put a – Firecracker on this 14 through 8. Uh, I love it though. I love it. Let's get into it. Hey Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of the major division 14 through 8 with our countdown? I hope
4: I don't have any bulletin board material to add to what Brian just said. But let's start with uh, your alma mater, Dr. Gavir Preview. Can Coach Bubba McDowell get over that hump? We don't last year, he took Defeat from the jaws of victory with it, with the opportunity to go to the SWAC championship game, and he just—I mean—he he forgot that the football game requires four quarters to play. The Prairie View <laughs> Panthers did three quarters, dominated one quarter, got dominated, which which had them on the outside looking in. Uh, Coach, Coach Eddie Robinson, another one, of, one of your people who spent some significant time in Houston. You know, uh, I was just I was watching something on the Four Letter Network, and they were talking about the kick six. You know, when uh, Auburn ran the hundred and nine yard field goal attempt back against Alabama. Well, I guess everybody forgets about the kick six Alabama State against Fab. You last year where fabu blocks the punt and takes it into the end zone to secure the, the victory can't alabama state get over those type hurdles to get into Ooh, the yep. top 10. uh uh south carolina state once again south carolina state plays a gauntlet coming out in their non-conference they not only play fbs competition that's at a at at a high level, but some of those FCS opponents that they play are no are no cupcakes. Yeah, they've got their they've got the mandatory Virginia Lynchburg game on the schedule, so we know they're going to have at least one win going into conference play. But outside of that, you know, if that may be all, the only victory that they have going into conference play, uh, Eddie George, year, th- year three for Eddie George. Open it up against Notre Dame. Take the money, but damn, that's a hell of a way to open up your season. And I I agree with Brian when it comes to to Grambling State. You know, come the first week in October, pay attention. We hear rumblings in Grambling. They ran Broderick Fobbs out of town, and Broderick Fobbs won championships. What you think they're going to do to Eddie George? down in gremlin louisiana if he can't get it right this year
2: good stuff good stuff we're running way over time but uh we're doing call this a holiday schedule we'll take i thought as i said in era i said our last break we actually had one more break to take we'll come back on the other side i'll get some final thoughts on this and then i want to get into some of your thoughts on the new guidelines that look like they will likely be approved for fbs um, and then we'll call it an evening. With that being said, final, 14 through 8, number 14, Tennessee State Tigers, number 13, Grambling State Tigers, number 12, Alabama State Hornets, number 11, Prairie Bay and Panthers, number 10, South Carolina State Bulldogs, number 9, Texas Southern Tigers, number 8, Morgan State Bears, and both Brian and A.D. came off uh, the truck and put down the hammer as they gave their thoughts, and they came hard. I like it. Uh, but this is my poll ranking. It is what it is. We'll 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 do it like that. <laughs> Come back next Tuesday. We're giving you the top seven. We'll see. Can those top seven hold those spots for the rest of the year? We see some teams that Brian said don't worry about in the top seven because they really should have been through 15 to 21. Uh, <laughs> not even 14 to 8. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see who's going to climb in those spots as well. As we come through the year, we won't give you the top 21 every week. We'll have some metrics there, but we'll probably give you the top seven and stop instead of the top 10. We're going to make it a little tougher to get in in terms of the teams that we're going to talk about weekly. With that being said, we're going to take a last break. We'll come back on the other side and get some more of these gentlemen thoughts in terms of HBCU sports, the sporting HBCU diaspora, after this last break. Supermarket sushi, really? No, wait, Troy, you work
4: here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working,
0: huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know.
4: (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection, that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology.
0: you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network.
1: the data with your hip hop. If you know like I know him, they gonna tell you if your team if they
2: so listen to so professor, professor Yes, sir, yes sir. and pay attention because yes, he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Brian and AD. In our final segment, I got to get this out of here. Steven Gaten yeah. said, we're back to being a basketball school. And then he puts in parentheses really, cheerleading." Jeff Roberts says, I guess Elizabeth City State is in the top seven. Turn in next week to make sure. But uh, you might you might be able to deduce that. Pretty good <laughs> stuff there. Jeff Roberts uh, going in there. Uh, so good stuff. Good stuff with those in the lab. Shout out to Chuck, Chuck Harris, Chad Cooper, Silas, Edward McMorris uh, in the building as usual. Appreciate Carl Moore, Stephen Gaither giving us some love as they check us out. Chris Tucker. Who else we have? Lane in here. Ricky Burton. Odell Benders is in the building. Carolyn Keelam, Verrick Williams. Appreciate all the love is checking us out. Emma Price is on the beach in Daytona Beach. Well, I don't know. She might not be on the beach, but she is in Daytona Beach. Might as well be. It is a holiday. Uh, Get it how you live. With that being said, I do have to come back to you, Brian, before we get into some of this other talk. (laughs) I wanted to know, so who did you think? You know, you talked about three teams, maybe four teams, that you were questioning being in that. 14 through 8, at least one or two of them, could you say who you would have traded out? It says, hey, they need to drop out, and these teams, as I said, number 21, Delaware State, number 20, Mississippi Valley State, number 19, Arkansas Pine Bluff, number 18, Bethune-Cookman Wildcats, number 17 is Hampton, number 16 is North Folk State Spartans, and number 15, North Carolina A&T State Aggies. Which two or three of those teams that you're saying needs to fall? Up while these other teams in this eight through fourteen need to fall back. Or oh, were you saying? Ooh, uh,
3: well, that's hard. I'm I'm probably a little more optimistic about North Carolina a t than maybe some people. Obviously, maybe you, uh, based on their poll <laughs> rankings. I'm a little more optimistic <laughs> about a Um, I'm I'm just I'm less optimistic about. Rambling. I've already said what I said. Um, you mentioned Albany, Alabama State. Did they lose their quarterback? You mentioned that the young man from Texas. Did he? Did yeah, you have
2: yeah, uh, the, uh, the no, the guy from the Hornets, the Texas quarterback, the young man. He's still there, but the backup quarterback, okay. he went to grambling. Yeah, right. I,
3: I also think, and, and maybe it's more of a shuffling of this. Like I would, I would move. You know, Morgan, South Carolina, down there with Rambling in Tennessee. I, I, I that's just me in, in the shuffling. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think, you. I, I right. think Preview cool. with a returning quarterback means so much because there's only two. There's only two, if I'm not mistaken. no, Three. Three of the 12 in the SWAC have a returning quarterback. That's Preview, Texas Southern, and Florida okay. AM. Right. Two in that division on the West. So, I think that means something. And then, like I said, we saw Prairie view yeah. have moments where they were like right there. I mean, yeah, you know, so I think that deserves a little more credit. I'm, I'm curious to see whether Tennessee state in year number three with Eddie George, you know, it usually takes that third year. I think this could be the third year in which they very well could be in contention for that, the whatever that new big South OVC thing is that they put together now, they could be in contention for a conference title. Um, I think they have a dynamic running back. And I think Eddie George has had time to sort of implement his style, his character, um, and and everything that it's going to take for that team. So I'm probably more bullish on Tennessee State and North Carolina A&T than I am teams like Morgan, South Carolina State, and Grambling.
2: I got you. It makes sense there. I saw A.D. do shaking his head so he kind of feels my 14th. but it'll be interesting to see what Tennessee state does um you're right um I know I that know there are a lot said, of lot you know. yeah I'm with you I, I'm I'm you know they got to show me this part yeah. of the point where it's time to show me to get over that I do want to give a shout yeah, out one, that I know you all appreciate quick yep
4: I'm just going to go make a uh, just quick comment on the on the poll Doc assuming that you 1, 2, and 3 are what most people are going to assume, that the 1, 2, and 3 are going to be teams 4 through 12 are all flawed, all and you could really just put them in a hat. They got this that they do right over here on this hand but over here on this hand they got this other thing that we got to wait and see if they made those improvements on. So yeah, that's going to be shuffling for numbers four through tw- probably 4 through 12 now. But who where and why and how we won't we won't know but we probably won't know until mid October who are the uh, contenders and who are the pretenders.
2: Good point and I totally agree with you it'll be fascinating to see uh what that looks like in terms of those teams getting it done. I'm fascinating to see uh where we go on that side of the ledger. And I think you make a lot of points. People may be surprised at my top three. I think the top two are pretty obvious, uh, but there may be a team that slipped in the three that's outside of it. But I think to your point, that top four or five, um, the top two, I think are really solid. I'll say three through 12 or three to eight, like you talked about three through seven they could be replaced by those teams eight through 12 really quickly. And I don't think it would surprise anybody at the end of the year. So good stuff that you came up there. I did want to say this, that I, that I think you. Um, certainly uh, will have some thoughts and um, kudos to this son of late Morehouse coach gets NBA summer league shot. Uh, this comes out of HBCU game day as you, Talked about and had a good uh, moment of silence and remembrance for Grady Brewer, the coach of Morehouse College that lost his battle, uh, cancer. Um, his son, Xavier Brewer, uh, that started in Morehouse, then went on to play at Alabama AM, and has a shot and will be playing some league basketball with Detroit Pistons, which is really good to hear and really cool in regards to everything he's been through. Wish him the best. Uh, but more importantly, what I wanted to get into and kind of get your thoughts before we call it the evening and let y'all have the rest of it back is the NCA came out with late last week, and we talked a little bit on the show between Charles and Mike because it just was announced prior to the show, so we were able to get into it. But since I got y'all on here, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts in terms of what does this mean for HBCUs as we hear the chatter every so often and really heard it with the – super conference that many people talk about the squack about teams moving to fbs Uh, but when that came out um some of the information there was really interesting in terms of the news the division one council introduced legislation proposal that would change membership requirements for football bowl subdivision and make it tough for an hbcu at the fcs level to move to fbs conference proposal introduced into legislative cycle, uh, will be voted on by councils at a future meeting after membership feedback. And it talked about if adopted, all FBS schools would require to provide 90% of the total number of allowable scholarships over a two-year rolling period across 16 sports, including football. Schools also would be required to offer 210 scholarships each year, amounting to no less than 6 million in athletic scholarships offered by the website reported. Drew came on here and did some breakdown of those schools at $4 million. We made sure people understood that obviously at the FCS, that can include some financial aid, um, as we call it, granting aid overall. But still, it gave you some indication of where some teams were in terms of how close they were or would not be. Uh, but Brian, in our message board, as we talked about it, there was some scheduling talk that came out, if you would, in regards to FAMU and the schedule playing Miami in a couple of years, and their payout was similar to what we saw with Southern going to uh, LSU, 700K, an additional 40K, if you would, in terms of the marching uh, 100 in regards to them going down there. You know, I quickly threw in, if you look at Ball State that plays them in that same year in 2024, their payout to Ball State at the FBS level uh, was Um, $1.5 million almost you know a little over double so those are some things that I want people to consider when they start talking about moving up that also your revenue that you generate yes your expenses increase but your revenue also increases in a lot of areas that you may not be considering so anyway what were your main thoughts if you would in terms of FBS 80 Drew got a chance to share that and did a really good job of that and he may have had some different thoughts since then and I'll let him add that but if you would share with me your thoughts in regards to uh, what first came to mind when you read and saw this information,
3: the, the power, the power brokers are uh, adding one more step into separating themselves from everybody else. Um, That's what the power five is doing. Um, They, and they've been allowed to do it by the NCAA. They've been allowed to do it by presidents. Because the NCAA is made up of presidents. So presidents from the, uh, let's see, there's 65 schools roughly in the power five. So that means over 300 some odd, close to 300 other presidents have allowed the powerful 65 to what? To be able to grow their football programs and almost create this division. What's eventually going to happen is you're going to have a, almost a division one, two and three, not, not, not in its current form, but you're going to have the FBS one, you're going to have FBS two, and you may continue to have FCS, which who knows, let's call it FBS three, which is, you know what I'm saying? That's where I think division one football is going. And this just, look, we, we, we we're arguing about, Payouts at bowl at at, uh uh, on on power five games and and classics, (laughs) and this is where this is where the the money really is. And and so, in an increase of a transfer fee from five thousand to five million, where else do you see a thousand percent increase, doc? I mean, that that is a thousand percent. I think it's a thousand, I could be wrong on that, but a thousand percent increase. In one year? I mean, that's pretty much saying we want you guys to stay in that level that you're at. And, you know, hey, cut all this moving up stuff. Now, maybe a whole conference. And, and again, it brings up the whole notion and the thought that a, a conference or a group of teams together, 8, nine, ten, however you want, whatever magic number you want to make it, could <laughs> all move up at one time so that they already have a built-in, what, Game structure, they already potentially are make themselves appealing because of their brand names to other entities because they know the fan bases travel. Those are the kind of things that are going to move the needle for HBCU. But there's a there's a lot of work to go. So I I wasn't as bothered by it. I just kind of shook my head and laughed because it, it just it's one more separation. And I think you're going to see once these new playoffs start happening in the FBS and you start seeing who those 12 teams are, you're gonna you're gonna start to see a, a, another cry from the non I'm gonna call them the FBS two, <laughs> the FBS two group, or as you might call the group of five, because they will begin to cry and fuss about, oh, how come we can only get one team in into this in this 12 team playoff? Because it wasn't meant for you. It wasn't meant for you. You know what? Form your own playoff. Be happy with whatever the money you get from basketball. But this money over here,
2: this ain't for y'all. That's all. That's for sure what the damn show's saying. With that exactly. being said, um, I gathered some information that said it probably is affecting some of those G5 schools, uh, some that recently moved up, about between four to seven of those. And maybe those that are just announced are sitting there moving, uh, FCS, maybe five to seven of those. So it's about 14 schools that will will need to significantly kind of make a push. But the rest rest of the G5, FBS, Power 5, obviously, are already there. Um, One of the ways they calculated this is they looked at the scholarships over a period of time and what people already did, and they did an average. So I'm not sure if the number is as significant as it seems to look, in regards to how they really calculate it. But with that being said, I do certainly think it's a message in regards to what they're trying to say and who they believe should be in this division and who shouldn't. Eddie Drew, any final thoughts that you wanna share on this uh, before we call it a show?
4: I just wanna take a little bit of a different perspective. And for institutions who may have, we'll just say hbcu institutions who may have been considering their capital plans or their future plans to move to fbs we know uh ant is one of the ones rumored to be trying to make that uh, transition to fbs but let's take these new dynamics of what it takes to go to fbs couple that with the affirmative action decision That just got down, which may mean that instead of putting resources into facilities, so that we can move our program to the FBS level, you know the facilities, the scholarships, and everything else that's out that's outlined in that uh, in that news release that you mentioned, Doc. We may need to shift some shift those resources to other infrastructure. Such as online learning, uh, dorms, uh, cafeterias, et cetera, et cetera, for these students. So we may be looking at possibly a double edged sword where teams may have been, you know, it may have been on their plan to go to that level, but now if they get these this influx of applicants, because especially in North Carolina, we'll use A&T. Because North Carolina was one of the schools in the lawsuit. Now some of those students may wind up coming back to a North Carolina a- or other institutions and may force people to look at a shift in infrastructure needs instead of going towards a stadium or towards a track or towards a baseball field, going towards be, uh, beds. So just some just uh, some food for thought.
2: I think that's a great thought and it's uh, important contextually to think about that. I will say that oftentimes those funds, other than private schools, that, that fund is pretty much, there open. Uh, but in most states, um, you can't use legislative allocated funds to athletics. So oftentimes those general funds are funds that are coming straight from students in terms of student athletic fees. So they would have to literally vote to change where they redirect those funds. And then a lot of the other revenue, but, as we broke down, come But doc, you from,
4: know those mixed use buildings yeah. that you have.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying that stuff is gonna be legislative built. So yeah. it's not like the university president or even boards have a yeah. lot of power in regards to making a decision of where those funds go. Usually they'll ask for that. You know, a president or board will make their request for allocations from the state and saying, hey, we're growing at this rate and our expectation is that we're going to have a two or three increase over the years in regards to our enrollment. So we believe we need funding for directly for um, a new dorm. And so it's like that funds that come in are going to be directly spent for the dorm space and you can't use them anywhere else. So I'm just saying, you know, in terms of distribution of funds, it's not quite as open for them to be able to make those decisions as we may uh, like to think. The other thing is that we also want to consider in regards to those funding type things. When you talk about a lot of places, they're not necessarily building dorms, they're building apartments. And those departments tend to be mixed use where yeah. there may be some state funds, but they're private. So it's a private public partnership. So again, that's real unique. And so There's just not a lot of room in higher education to make a great deal of decisions. Usually your funds come in buckets and that's pretty much, Hey, this is what you're going to spend it on. Or this is what you can spend on because of all the state legislative laws and guidelines, but the overall thought process in regards to making those requests and understanding that there may be some significant movements and presidents, chancellors and their boards, certain and VPs of athletics and the ADs need to be um, thoughtful in regards to how they start moving forward with all these decisions that are coming upon them, along with the commissioners for that matter. So, great point overall that you're making there. I just wanted to provide a little bit more insight and clarity. With that being said, I want to say thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our, our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Kavil, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the college of HBC sports with Mike and Charles Bishop that are out on assignment. So I certainly wanted to thank Brian and AD for joining us. Make sure you join them every Sunday or listen and follow them. So when they make, or if they make changes, you can know, but generally, you know, they go make it go down on Sunday and it's really good. Cause I close out my Sunday, get ready to work. I just have it over there funded either in a year when a year when I'm folding some clothes or, Getting Deuce prepared for whatever he's gonna get ready on that money in terms of the camp. So I just get to relax and sit back and get my talk in and type a little bit and I don't have to drive the ship. Uh, i can just summer camps. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, we, a,
3: that's a new that's a new that's a new promo, uh Drew. Uh Sunday evenings with Brian and A D getting
2: you ready for the work week, you know, getting you ready for Monday. So. <laughs> that's exactly what it does. Make sure on Saturday you join Carlos Brown as he brings it hard and heavy. And then on Wednesday, you can check out Brian again with his team, O&G Strike Zone, as they can give you all the inside news of FAMU. Man, I find out so much FAMU news. I just tone in regularly, like, oh, that's what's going on over there, as they like to call the highs of seven years. But they get into it, and they make sure that you know everything. Um, and it can be all good, and it can be bad. The last thing you did, I wanted to give you a special shout-out on that was very creative. Talking about doing is like you did, the announcements of the year awards. I thought mm-hmm. that was a great touch that you did, and a lot of folks appreciate it. Well done on that. Obviously, continue to uh, check us out as we get done with that. Any last dime that you wanted to drop, Lady Drew?
4: Yeah, uh, two, two quick things. Uh, a, I am now officially a voter for D2Football.com's top 25 poll for this upcoming season. So I'll be voting on all Division II football teams, not just the HBCUs. And no, no, number two, be on the lookout for a new podcast coming to the Black College Sports Network, the SIAC Gridiron.
2: Oh, nice, good one. Nice touch. Again, we want to thank you for this. He's breaking. breaking. I see that. Doctor is inside breaking the HBC mood. Sports Lab with Mike on Charles Bishop. Every Tuesday and Thursday. So tune in Thursday. We'll be back on it. Brian, any breaking news that you wanted to break?
3: Uh, no, I, I wish. I, no, I know.
2: No breaking news. No <laughs> problem. Look forward to Thursday as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta That's D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. Love the lab listeners. Odell Benders jumped in here uh, and as well. So appreciate y'all checking us out. We got Morgan in the building as well. Karen Griffin, Kathy O'Quinn. Appreciate y'all sharing us some love. With that being said, we look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Inside the HBC Sports Lab on one on Twitter, inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube and inside. Make sure you like and subscribe. Dream big, continue to move forward. We We will talk with you soon, Brian. Of course. Drew. Lecture. Dismiss. Wow. Travel like.